Welcome to NoSpinHomilies.com. I invite you to join me to reflect upon the homilies of Father Dan. Father Dan will challenge us to open our heart, mind, and soul to the Word of God. Father Dan will draw upon sacred scripture along with art, literature, and the lives of the saints to help us grow in our love and knowledge of the scripture. In doing so, we can become the living Word of God in this world. Now it is my pleasure to present to you No Spin Homilies. Today, our church around the world celebrates the ascension of Jesus Christ into heaven. Now, the ascension is all about Jesus Christ, but it's also about us, the church. The ascension celebrates Jesus after his resurrection transcends into another dimension. Don't think of the ascension in spatial terms, as though Jesus ascends into the heavens and is in space right now. Think of it in terms of living out your life in a higher dimension of being. Some good analogies. Think of a triangle that becomes now a pyramid. Think of a square that becomes a cube. Now, the triangle hasn't disappeared. It's still there, but it's been elevated into a pyramid. The square hasn't disappeared. It's still there, but it's been raised to a new level as a cube. Jesus as a person, hasn't disappeared. Instead, he's been elevated, raised up into a new dimension we call heaven. Now, the Christian hope isn't centered on a disembodied soul that has escaped from the body. Christian hope is about the resurrection of the body through God's grace. The ascension of Jesus Christ gives us a clue what the resurrection means. Thereby, it awakens our hope and even stimulates our religious imagination. Paul puts it best in Corinthians. He says, It is sown a physical body, it is raised a spiritual body. If there is a physical body, there is also a spiritual body. Well, the Feast of the Ascension gives us a chance to imagine, to even look forward to this wonderful day when our bodies will be elevated like Jesus Christ's own glorified body. Now, the Feast of the Ascension is also about us, the church. The readings for today are very clear about this point. Now, there's this wonderful exchange in Luke's account of the assessment from Acts the Apostles in the first reading. Jesus, just before he ascends, he stands with his apostles and they ask him this question. They say, Lord, are you now at this time? going to restore the kingdom of God. Now, this is a very odd question to ask. Can you imagine? You are standing there along with the apostles at the, on the hillside with the resurrected Christ. He's about to leave you forever. And they ask him this question. Now, I don't know about you, but most of us wouldn't ask this question. Most of us would ask, okay, where are you going? What is heaven like? What are we to do here now on earth that you're not going to be with us? But that's what they're thinking about. Now, why this question? And where is it coming from? We have to remember that it's been known for centuries that one of the tasks and the responsibilities of the Messiah was to gather the tribes of Israel. Well, Jesus did just that throughout his whole ministry. 
first involved gathering the 12 apostles, but it didn't stop there. Jesus exercised open table fellowship where he gathered saints and sinners and ate with them. Well, it didn't stop there. Jesus was gathering people through his miracles. Now, after the glory of the resurrection, it's only natural for the disciples to ask this question. They must have felt that now was the time when the resurrected Christ would gather all the nations. This seems to be what his whole life was all about. Now that he has risen from the dead, this must be the time when he's going to gather the nations. Now, notice Jesus' answer. It's very interesting. He says, It is not for you to know the times or the seasons that the Father has established by his own authority, but you will receive the power of the Holy Spirit when it comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem. Well, it seems that Jesus is kind of putting them off a little bit. Then immediately he tells them about the Holy Spirit and what the Holy Spirit will accomplish in them. When he tells them, you know, you will receive the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit will come upon you and you will be my witnesses. Now, this is the last thing he says to them. The risen Jesus Christ has indeed gathered Israel. And through Israel, he will gather the world. But he will use the apostles, and remember, the apostles represent the church, to accomplish this end. Jesus will give us, the church, the gift of the Holy Spirit, so we can carry out his work in his name, giving us the privilege and the joy of cooperating with the power of the Holy Spirit. And so this is an interesting question that they ask. Now, here's what's more important is the answer in which Jesus says, you know, you will receive the power of the Holy Spirit and you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Well, the apostles will be empowered to bear witness to him throughout Judea and Samaria. And so he starts off kind of local, you could say, but then he goes to the ends of the earth. Yes, Jesus is the Messiah. He will gather the people from all the ends of the world. But his instrument to accomplish this will be us, the church. So now we have, you could say, our marching orders on this Feast of the Ascension. We now need to reach, preach, teach, bear witness to Jesus Christ so as to gather all people to God. Now next, it says, The Lord was taken up. And the apostles were all gazing into the sky. Now, what I find very funny about this story is the angels and what they say to the apostles. While they were looking intently upon the skies as he was going, suddenly two men dressed in white garments stood beside them. They said, Men of Galilee, why are you standing there looking at the sky? This Jesus, who has been taken up from you into heaven, will return in the same way as you have seen him going into heaven. And so, essentially, the angels are saying, you know, why are you looking up into the sky, just standing there? You need to get to work. You know, a good analogy would be at the very end of Mass. After we have received the nourishment of the Eucharist, the presider says at the end, go in peace to love and serve the Lord. Well, it's pretty much what the angels are saying to the apostles. Go now. You do the work. 
by which Jesus will gather all people through you, through the church. Now, with all that in mind, let's turn to the second reading. It's Paul's letter to the Ephesians. See, Paul makes reference to the the ascension in which he says, And he gave some as apostles, others as prophets, others as evangelists, others as pastors and teachers, to equip the holy ones for the work of the ministry, for building up the body of Christ. Well, this is so central to Paul. What's Paul mentioning here? All the great missions empowered by the Holy Spirit to accomplish the work of Christ. Some are great preachers, some evangelists. They proclaim the truth, like John Paul II. Others are pastors who shepherd and guide their people. Others are teachers. All these, Paul says, are to equip the holy ones for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ. Well, after the ascension, the Holy Spirit essentially comes, and the Holy Spirit's job is to give mission to us. There is nothing in our life more important than discerning what this mission is for each and every one of us. Now, here's something we don't emphasize enough. Here it is. When you move through your life, you say, well, I want to do this and I want to do that. I want to accomplish this. I want to accomplish that. Well, all that is secondary. What matters the most is you have found your mission. So when you have found your mission, now you are equipped to do what the Holy Spirit asks you to do. See, then everything else in your life will be secondary to that. But most importantly, everything in your life will be in harmony to that. And that's what's most important. Finally, All that in mind, we briefly look at the gospel. It's Mark's version of the Great Commission, Jesus' last instructions to his apostles. He says to them, Go into the whole world and proclaim the gospel to every creature. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. Well, there it is again, the great gathering task. See, that's our task, the task of the church. To do what Jesus did. He's giving you that mission to participate in his work. It says at the very end of Acts, the Lord was taken up. Now, don't take this literally as just Jesus sitting on a chair out in space watching over us. But it's something more important. Jesus ascends into a state where he now reigns over the whole world as well as our church. We are given a participation in his work of the Holy Spirit. Jesus, yes, is the Lord of our church, and he's governing and guiding the work of the church as well as us each and every day of our life. And may the grace and the peace of Jesus Christ rest upon you always.